Hey, this is Don Jones with More Public Schools. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Today's subject, the importance of ionization air filtration systems. I am joined today by Superintendent Robert Romines, Assistant Superintendent of Operations Jeff Horn, and of course, our producer and EdTech Director Brandon Wilmarth. Thank you guys for joining me. Thanks for having us. Well, thanks for having us. And uh, thank everybody for bearing with us as we continue to do Zoom for our podcast platform. Okay, so first, uh, Mr. Horn, could you explain to us what exactly is an ionization system, air filtration system? What is that? I'll do my best. It's a it's a system that produces positive and negatively charged ions uh, that through the uh, HVAC system they they flow free through the forced air system into the occupied spaces, and upon that time they help us reduce particles, odor neutralization, kill pathogens, and save energy. So ionization systems are uh, also referred to as air filtration systems, correct? Uh, to some degree, uh, one of the things they do is ions attach themselves to particles in the air because they're drawn to them because of the charges. And as they, and as they attach to those, those particles become larger. And so they help your filtration system work better because it's easier to filter larger particles than it is the smaller particles. So like the airborne particles with COVID-19 or influenza or mold or mildew, it attaches to those airborne particles? Yes. Now that's it. Yeah. And then it's the same process and it doesn't even have to be an airborne there. I mean, it, it does multiple things. One of the things is helps your filtration system by, by making the particles larger. Another thing that does is kill pathogens. And it does it the same way. It attaches to those, but when it attaches to those, it deactivates bacteria and spore, mold spores, viruses, because it steals the hydrogen from those, and it, which causes it to die. Okay, so this is another mitigation effort, correct? Superintendent Romines, did you want to chime in on that? I did, and, and it's one of many mitigation efforts uh, that we have put in place, uh, and, and it's recorded in our Return to Learn plan. Uh, one of the things that uh, Mr. Horn and his team brought to the group uh, this summer was this particular piece, and one of uh, obviously our biggest concerns was the cost. Uh, the the uh, system was not uh, inexpensive. It was it rather in, uh, it was rather expensive uh, to put at all 35 of our sites uh, and that type of thing. And uh, kudos to Mr. Horn and his department for finding the funds and the money to be able to do that. Right. Uh, fortunately, I, I'm wanting to say it was approximately 1.4 million dollars to install uh, the system, but. We've got uh, a team that's working with FEMA and we're seeking reimbursement for uh, a large majority of that cost. And our hope is, is that we will be in re, uh, we will be reimbursed through uh, OEM, which is a, uh, uh, an agency of FEMA. So hopefully that'll, that'll come to fruition. I did have a real quick question or some of the questions uh, that have come to me uh, for Mr. Horn. One was uh, in our, our, our air handlers and our chillers and that type of thing. This, this also works during the winter because it, 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 uh, it works through our heating system as well. That, that is correct. 
Correct, correct. Uh, those HVAC units all have some sort of fan system. They're called squirrel cages a lot. Anytime that forced air system is blowing across these, it is uh, putting the ions into the populated areas. Which is which is great because, uh, as you all know, that we're fixing, uh, if we're not already there, walking into flu season uh, and that type of thing. So I, I do believe that the ionization systems that they have installed uh, will also obviously help us com, uh, combat influenza and will continue to do so uh, in years to come. Well, and I read that, uh, I guess scientific research shows that, it, so every 30 minutes it actually uh, clean, is that right? That every 30 minutes uh, there's new clean air. Is that how that works? Every 30 minutes, if, if there is a, a, a mold, a bacteria, a virus, as we run forced air for a 30-minute period, it produces enough ions to kill those viruses. That's great for us with so many different things, especially this time of year, with, with what we're dealing with already with our health climate, and then you add in influenza and just some of the things that we deal with in Oklahoma with, with all of the allergens and the mold and uh, you know, so it's a win-win for our students and staff and uh, who are in the buildings, uh, in my opinion. And Don, I also want to uh, point out and make note, and, and Mr. Horn will have to answer this question because I don't know for sure what the square footage is, but obviously when we started looking at this process, we knew that it was going to be uh, a challenge to get all of this taken care of, and our goal uh, was to get everything installed by, by flu season. Jeff, talk to us about the square footage in the, at the 35 sites and, and, and help uh, individuals in the community understand why that process was uh, 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 somewhat of a lengthy process. We have over 4 million square feet of facilities spread out over 35 sites, probably about 4.5 million now square feet, which uh, means we have, uh, I, I don't have a count, but that, that's a lot of HVAC units and each unit has to be touched to install these. Uh, so through that process, it, it just was a little bit more lengthy than we initially thought. But like I said, we're, we are done now, all installed. We've even hit some outbuildings we weren't planning on doing. So uh, we're at the point now where we are 99% done and have these installed in all of our facilities. And, and you know what, uh, Don, he did, uh, Jeff did uh, mention in regards to the HVAC units and every one of those units had to be touched. There were some questions uh, and or concerns from patrons at the beginning of this process or when we started back uh, on August 13th, when we were talking about uh, the ionization systems, I believe that their, their thought was, is that we had gone out and had gone to uh, Walmart Target and, and right. purchased the, the, the little fans that sit in the corner of a classroom and uh, Mr. Horn, correct me if I'm wrong, but there were there were certain with the the chillers and the air handlers that we had at some of our larger sites. Uh, there, those were those were massive structures that had to be built for uh, those different units. Is that that is is that correct? That is correct. Some of our units they they had to uh, manufacture uh, specifically for those. So, uh, yeah, these are these are uh, well researched, well documented products that we bought i mean they're in uh they're in the white house the mayo clinic uh boston children's hospital wow. uh, the list goes on and on where these things are installed uh, harvard university clemson university so 
we did a lot of research on on this being the product we wanted to use. There's a lot of systems out there. Uh, we feel like this was the, we chose the best one that was available. Well, and these exact same uh, systems, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, were just recently in, installed in some of our hospitals within Oklahoma too, correct? So, Yes, they have been installed in some Oklahoma hospitals. Hey, and real quick, uh, Jeff, you, you talked about uh, these being manufactured and built for specific units here in Moore. Let's say by chance we lose uh, a chiller at uh, Westmore Moore or Southmore. Uh, when we replace those chillers, are we able to continue using the ionization system that was built? Is that a, a, a plug play thing or what's that look like? Absolutely. These things, uh, they have no replacement parts. Uh, so as we reset a new unit, it's as simple as pulling it out of that It's it's and installing it in the new unit. So the same apparatus, the same piece will go with the other units. This, so. this is a, this is another question just for future. As you know, we're starting to plan our next bond issue. Uh, and there's quite a few projects as far as additional classroom space, college and career readiness centers, and those types of things that we're looking at. Is it in the plans to uh, add the ionization systems to uh, square footage as we move forward? Or what's, what's your take on that? We have already written it into our specs. Uh, for any new uh, construction in the district that it will be required that it goes in uh, every HVAC system. Excellent. Well, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't this, could these systems potentially reduce the district's uh, utility expense uh, quite significantly, correct? Like up to 30%. Yes, there, there, there is a component that, that it does save energy uh, up to you and you're right up to 30%. It does that by having clear air there. You don't have to pull as much fresh air in because you're, you're cleaning the air in the buildings, uh, so well. So, uh, that's a cost to run the units. So yes, there is a, uh, up to 30% energy savings. Well, thank you for joining us today, Mr. Hornet, and many thanks to you and to Mr. Marin and Mr. Stapleton and, and all of your team for the continuous work that you do throughout all of our school sites. And uh, we're just so very proud of the efforts that our students and staff are making to safeguard each other within our schools. And many thanks to all of you for listening. Please share this podcast with others so they're up to date and they know about these great systems and, and other things that we share on our podcast. As always, we have the brightest and best in NPS.